So the unit trust really examines the type of instrument we have over here. And unit trusts will focus in on bonds and other uh, debt type in instruments. So what a unit trust will do is we'll take all of the payments and maturities and then simply pass them through the investment fund all the way to the investor themselves. Once all of these have matured, then the unit fund will cease to exist. Next, we'll focus in on the close-end fund. So the close-end fund really focuses in a little bit on the number of investors. So we'll have a set number of investors and therefore a set number of units. And everybody will put their money into the fund. As expected, then, the fund will go and put money into common shares and bonds and other, th other things, and uh, they'll do this depending on the mandate. So what have this fund set up for? Is it set up to generate income? Is it set up to generate growth? Maybe it focuses in on a specific sector or specific country or like that, or, or the like. And then, of course, as, the, as we expect before, the indirect still kicks in. As these gain in value, then it translates to the fund and the investor's units gain in value. This is almost the exact same as what's going to happen with our next fund, the open-ended fund. Welcome. Today we're going to be talking about investment funds. So investment funds are what we call an indirect investment. Now, why do we call them indirect? Well, you're investing in securities indirectly. Here's what we mean. If these are the securities, so these are our bonds and our common shares, these are our securities here, and this is you as the investor right here. Well, an investment fund and sort of places itself in between you owning these shares. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's a very good thing. So this is our investment fund. And what happens is you purchase the investment fund. You purchase units in the investment fund. And then the investment fund, depending on its parameters and its mandate, will go out and buy these. Why do we call it indirect investing? Well, the value of these determine the value of the fund itself, and the value of the fund determines the value to you as the investor. Now, when we look at these funds, we really think of them being sort of set up in one of three different ways. We can be think of them as being set up as what we call a unit trust, we can think of them as being set up, and this is the one we're most familiar with, as an open-ended fund. And we can think of them as being set up as a close-end fund. We'll investigate unit trusts first. So the open-ended fund works in very much the same way. We have... Um, you as the investor putting your money in 
and then this goes out to here. It works the same as the closed fund. And uh, what's purchased over here, again, depends on the mandate of the fund itself. The value then of these is translated to the value of the company and ultimately to the investor. Unlike the open-ended fund though, however, over on this side, it's not a set a number of units. Units are constantly being added. So, whereas we get that one influx with a, with a closed fund, units are constantly added as cash is added. So we constantly have money coming into the open-ended fund in addition to that original money. And it does cause some trouble deciding how much value everybody these are. Well, not how much these are, but how much of the value of those are attributed to the old and to the new investor.